Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 63. In today's episode, we're going to talk about leading indicators. Uh, these are also known as proactive indicators. And when, when we talk about indicators, we're looking at metrics. And we're trying to measure just not how safe that we are, but what are the mechanisms that we're putting in place to make sure that we're staying safe and just not we just happen to be at a company and luckily nobody's gotten hurt. What are we doing on the proactive side? How are we leading to make sure that these things don't happen? So uh, in uh, the following episode, 64, we're going to talk about reactive or lagging indicators. But in this one, we're going to strictly focus on leading indicators. Um, now, take this for what it's worth, but I try and put almost all of my efforts into a leading indicator because I'm trying to stop something from happening. I'm not trying to measure it afterwards. And so there's a lot of different schools of uh, thought. You know, I'm not going to say that either one's right or either one's wrong. I just know what works for me. So let's go ahead and uh, get started. So let's kind of sit down and just define what a leading indicator is. And so and this work gets kind of boring. I'm going to read like a a definition. So leading indicators for occupational safety are proactive measures that are used to predict and prevent workplace accidents and incidents before they occur. These indicators help organizations identify potential hazards and risks, allowing them to take preventative action to ensure safety and well-being of their employees. That's a mouthful. So they're basically saying, and I'm saying this also, do everything you can to make sure that you don't have an accident. Don't have an accident and then go back and say, so how do we not have it again? Do everything you can to not have it in the first place. If it does happen, go back and figure out what holes that you had in place uh, and then plug those holes, of course. So let's look at a couple of uh, common ones that you'll find out there and um, industry and sometimes you work at a place that you literally don't have enough accidents to really to really sit down and measure to make sure that you don't but what do you put in place to make sure that you don't have an accident one thing that's really helped me out an awful lot is a near miss reporting system then so basically you're saying that something almost happened somebody almost got hurt how do we go back and say somebody was not hurt by just uh, chance, it was a, a little bit of timing, um, but whatever, whatever, whatever it was, how do we go back and say we had a near miss? Let's make sure that this does not happen again. And I use the same thing for chemical leaks too. Uh, like when we think about how we're going to uh, inspect the valve and we're going to do different things too, you know, like how do we really make sure that we're not going to have a accident? And then if something that narrowly was not an accident, how do we go back, capture that data, and then um, engineer that out? I don't want to chalk it up to, we were just lucky. Um, let's look at a few more out there. Training and education then. So when we look at the uh, um, sessions out there, is it going to be led by the safety professional? Is it led by the supervisor? Who Who is doing this? And not just that, but is it being taken serious by um, management or is it something that basically says if it happens to be slow we want you to go do some training and you know if it's not slow well you just keep your head down and just keep on working 
Uh, and when we think about uh, the different training programs out there, hazard communication, PPE, lockout, tagout, and all that stuff, then you, know, you want to, in a proactive way, make sure people have this info as opposed to saying, now that we had an accident, now let's go back and figure out how we're going to train folks to make sure we don't have it happen again. But one of the big indicators, of course, is, is management taking it serious are they going to shut down a line or are they going to come up with a way that let's say for the sake of argument they have a hundred people working uh we're going to do 10 sessions of 10. that way the line is going to work still and people can get trained up so so there's a lot of ways to really achieve this one here the next one that's helped me out an awful lot are safety inspections and audits uh, a safety inspection is more of like a monthly thing, whereas an audit is a much more deep dive into something then. Um, and one of the things that uh, that I like to do, and I can't say that I um, invented this, but I, I like to get people from different departments to go and do a safety, in, safety inspection of an area that, that they are not familiar with, because then they can ask questions like, so why is this like this? Why do we have pallets stored here? You know, how do we uh, how, um, how do we respond to a chemical accident if we're here inside the warehouse? Uh, where do we find the SDS sheets? Is it online? Is it an, an old stop book? So they can they can kind of ask those other questions that maybe us as safety professionals maybe we get a little too comfortable because many times we're helping to set up the system. And so it's always hard to find a fault in your own system, of course, too, you know, so. Let's look at a few more. Employee engagement and uh, and um, participation. Um, so basically, are people bringing things to you and saying, I got it, I got an idea. I want you to do this. Are they participating or um, as I've seen in a couple of workplaces, they've been beaten down by their supervisor and not beaten down in the literal sense, but they try to bring up items and the supervisor will say things like, that's not your, that's not your job. You know, you just focus on your job and your thing only. So all of us find really great things out over in the workplace that we can bring up, that we can make better. But sometimes we've been kind of told you stay in your lane, you don't get out of it, you don't offer su suggestions, and just um, I try and tell people that when you see see something that has to be addressed, you fix it yourself. When you can't fix it yourself, you find me, you find a supervisor, you find somebody out there, and you make it better out there. So I can write a fantastic procedure from my cube, but I'm not the guy who looks at these hazards all day every day it's going to be those guys the experts the people who work inside the plant who really know the hazards out there sit down talk talk to talk to them and get their input they are a wealth of knowledge out there the next one a safety culture assessment so this is one that you that uh, you send out a anonymous survey and like all things, you have to go back and report the results, no matter how painful it might be, no matter how uh, you might find it embarrassing. When somebody says, you know, uh, everything's pretty good, except this one time I saw the safety guy walk right past the hazard. 
you know, just, you know, so that safety culture assessment and they're not assessing you, the safety professional, but they're assessing is the culture of the workplace out there. So I found that these are fantastic and you also act on the results. You don't just say, hey, that's awesome. Um, looks like we're engaged about 50%. Maybe next year we'll shoot for like a 55%. You know, there's, you have to, you have to show that you're going to be serious about this. If you're not serious about this, you probably have set back your safety culture then by asking people and then not even addressing the answer. Look at just a couple of more here. So when we kind of think about this, um, leading indicators let's kind of wrap this up then so leading indicators are meant to anticipate and prevent accidents while lagging indicators are retrospective measures after a incident accident has already happened and so you really have to have a combination of both i try to put almost all of my effort for leading indicators and then if something happens i focus on the lagging indicators then so and that is it for episode number 63. I'd like to thank everybody for joining me today. Please keep in, in mind that what I covered today are only the things that worked for me. Always sit down and come up with what, what, what works for you and your workplace then and implement that. And these are just a couple of tips and suggestions. That doesn't mean that you gotta, you gotta follow this. It has to work for you out there. So episode 63, Leading um, Indicators, is over. Please join me for episode 64, where we, we will sit down and talk about lagging indicators. Thank you, and have a safe day.